Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trials. We definitely have a good one for you today. I got a few examples for us to jump back and forth with. Today, we're going to start with Psalms 14. But in reality, our main topic today is going to be on Luke chapter 6, verse 27 and onward until the end of the chapter. Uh, but we're going to start with Psalm 14 because I feel like it definitely grasps what the, the concept of what we're going to be going over in Luke. But before we get started, you guys know we have to say our prayer. So everybody bow their heads. I know I messed up so bad last week, but I've been practicing all week. I know the prayer now. Fingers crossed. All right, bow your heads. Father God, thou art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we have forgiven those who trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys had a beautiful week. Um, We're jumping right into another one starting tomorrow. So I just wanted to give us some prayer. And I hope you guys had a really good day at church. I had a beautiful service today over at Cross Point. Um, It's a nice church down here in Nashville. Kind of a mega church, but it's, you know, it's the pastor, Kevin. He definitely hits the points where he needs to. Um, So we're going to jump right into it because we got a lot to talk about. We're going to start with Psalm 14. Oh, wait, before I get into that, let me kind of give a breakdown. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a, a, a tide brewing, like Moses part in the Red Sea in Exodus 14 to get Israel to safe passage. Two sides becoming more firm in their beliefs. You know, that's kind of what we're going to be breaking down today is I feel like I'm starting to see a stronger strength on both sides. Like the non-believers are very stern in their ways. And a lot more people are starting to come to Christ and starting to realize that this is what everything is all about. And I feel like it's a beautiful thing. And I hope that I could, you know, add more people to our side. Um, so we're going to jump right into it with Psalm 14. A Psalm of David. Psalm 14, 1. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abdominal works. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They have all turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. You know, the call to be closer to God is strong within us. He's calling us to come home, return to our Father. We all hear his call, and out of, out of spite, anger, some denounce his name and with wish to drag us all along. You know, and as children of Christ, we have to pray for these people, pray for them to come to salvation, you know? It's really not our place to to bash these people. We could try to feed them scripture, but a lot of these people are hurt and broken. And really, it's not our place to to bring them to Christ. We can only show them the love that we have in ourselves for for Christ. Forget religion. It's it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with God. At the end of the day, 
We're going to jump back into it. Psalm 14, 4 through 7. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call on the Lord. There they are in great fear, for God is with this generation of the righteous. You shame the counsel of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel would come out of Zion when the Lord brings back the captivity of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. You know, God is our protection. His word is our power. I carry my Bible around as a sword everywhere I go. You know, some non-believers will will learn scripture in, in pieces as a form of attack against us. For example, Timothy or 2 Timothy 3.12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. You know, they use this as a weapon to say, like, even your God is coming after you and he wants, he wants to do ill will towards you. And that's not the case. We all know that. You know, they'll quote that, but they won't quote... Where is it? Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God, I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, there's thousands of examples in the Bible where God is letting us know that he is our protector. He is on our side. As children of Christ, we have no fear. No need to fear. As we walk around this world, I know I feel protection everywhere I go. You know, I wake up in the morning and I say my prayer and I make sure that, you know, I look up to Christ and I thank him for another day. And I, I hope all you do the same. It might allow you to walk with a little extra pep in your step, you know. And with this tide that's kind of brewing between both sides, we got to remember as God's children, we always have to turn the other cheek, you know. Get smacked on your right chin. Turn the other cheek. Hit me again. It's all right. I'm protected by God. All violence, all acts against me, all all harmful words mean nothing. You know, as we we jump into, before we jump into the topic of the day, I mean, I hope we, we all know we must pray for repentance in the eyes of God to be forgiven. You know, there's no more burnt offerings that are necessary being a child of Christ. We're we're living the good life. As it was said, I mean, God, Jesus Christ died for our sins. His blood was shed. God, he, he, he told his father to forgive us for they not, know not what they do. It's it's like the the innocence, you know. The Lord is our shepherd. If one sheep strays away from the flock, you know, Christ is gonna go out of his way to go get that sheep and bring it back, even though he has thousands of others to worry about. And some of us are that one sheep that goes astray. And if our father was was reluctant to just like how, you know, I guess they know better, just let them go, then a lot of us would be lost. A lot of us wouldn't wouldn't 
be allowed to be a part of the herd. Because most of us stray. I don't know about you guys, but from time to time, I get lost myself. And I lose my way. And I'm glad that that God sees me for everything that I am and allows me to be a part of his kingdom. You know, it's, I don't know. As we we move along through today's message, I hope that you guys don't get too lost in uh, my message. I'm going to try to try to keep slow. Try not to break off and stray a little bit too much. But understand if anybody's trying to provoke you and and attack you for your your belief in Christ. Understand that anger is holding on to someone else's, uh, I don't know. Anger is just holding on to someone else's pain that they try to cause you. It serves you no good. You you just got to remember that, that. That is the ultimate goal of people on the opposite side. But we're all one. We can't just look into the inner circle of Christians and and just be happy with who's around us. We got to look outward. We got to look out towards the people on the outside. And hopefully we can shine our light on them. And allow them to see the, the message and the beauty of Christ. I don't know about you guys. But I'm ready to jump into today's scripture. So we're going to jo- jump over to Luke chapter 6. Um, verse 27. It's a little bit of a long one. But I'm going to try to get through it as fast as I can. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away from your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from whom him who takes away from your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. I mean, this this simply is, is just a beautiful message right here that's being spread. Loving your enemies. We understand, you know, living in this earthly world that no, <laughs> we want sometimes, you know, it, it, it's spiteful, but we want them to hurt as much as they hurt us. But to have that that power of God in you to just spread love, even in times where you were done wrong is a beautiful power to have over somebody to not allow them to have the strength over you to not allow them to get a rise out of you. And not even to do it out of spite, just out of genuine happiness. Like, it doesn't matter what you do, you can't affect me. My God protects my spirit. I don't know who they believe in, but I guarantee they ain't got that same type of rejoice and love for the world that we do. Luke chapter 6, 32. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. 
And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. I mean, we all know that we don't necessarily deserve the love and mercy that Christ shares with us on a daily basis. Because we all, we live in our sin. Nobody's perfect. But our Father is willing to accept us for who we are. I know when I got saved, I didn't come to God in my best light. I wasn't on top of the world. I was beaten down. I was broken. I was down on my knees. And he looked at me and he cherished me for who I was. You know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm so grateful and happy that I'm God's highest form of creation. That there never has been and never will be another person created that will equal me. I love my life. I'm in control of my life because I am in control of me. I know outside of me has no bearing of who I am. And it's a beautiful message to be able to spread to the world that God got it right when he when he made me. And that's not even being conceited. That's just, that's just what God wants me to see in myself. That's just a message that he's able to spread to me on a daily basis that I created you in my image. There is no wrong when I made you. And I'm trying to bring you back to me so you could see the light that I see in you. So we could see and be the Christ-like being that he wants us to be. So we could spread the message. So we could spread the love to the world. I mean, there's a powerful message in this, you know, Luke 6, 32 to 36. It's easy to love our family. It's easy to love our friends and the people that are merciful to us. But what about what about our enemies? What about showing them remorse? I don't know about you, but the greatest feeling in the world is having somebody come to you with a snarky attitude and being mean and then you just spread love to them and they you know they smile and they say, I'm sorry, I'm having a rough day. You've had rough days. You've had days where you're driving and you had some road rage. And you said some things that you might not agree with. You might not have been in your best moments in that point in time. And God was merciful with you. So just, just remember that. And, and share to the world with a kind heart. Give to the people that are in need without expecting anything in return. Homeless people are not going to be able to give you any money back, but they could give you something that's more worth your time. That God bless you. That understanding that you were God's vessel in that moment that took care of that child. And that's that's a beautiful thing. We're going to jump over to Luke 36, chapter 30, I mean, verse 37. Sorry about that. 
Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. For what we put out into this world is what we're going to receive, good or bad. Now imagine if you went out to this world every single day giving out love tenfold. What would your blessing be in return? What if you could do it without expecting a blessing back? How would you wake up the next day? What type of strength would you be able to walk around with this world knowing that you're just a good, kind-hearted person? Isn't that enough of a reward by itself? I mean, Luke six thirty nine, And he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they both not fall into the ditch? A disciple is not above the, his teacher. But everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the plank in your own eye? Now, I had to look up what that meant, plank in your eye. Now, I kind of figured out what it meant, but I didn't want to just come out here speaking gibberish. So I looked it up, and plank in your eye is referring to why do you point out your brother's sin but not your own? Why do you feel so holy and above the people around you because you practice a little bit of scripture? Don't go around pointing fingers at other people and not expect others to point fingers at your sin and what you're doing wrong. Because none of us are perfect. We weren't built to be made perfect. We were built to find Christ and allow him to lead us on our journey. Verse 42, or how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck there that is in your eye. When you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. For we are blinded by our sin and we want to go out of our way to try to remove sin from somebody else's life. We have to focus on our own mission first before we go out and try to cast somebody for the things that they have going on in their life. I mean, it's like trying to give financial advice to somebody when you're financially, you're not, you're not financially stable. You're not, you're not somebody that's on top of your own life and the things you have around you. We all have to focus on our own mission first. And allow Christ to move through us. When it's our time to give that advice, we got to make sure that we are, we are cleansed of what we have done wrong. Verse 43, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from the thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of evil treasure of his, of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Verse 
what we hold inside of our hearts walking around this world is what we're going to be able to bring out. That's why when you have a bad day, you're quick to anger. You're, you're quick to resentment. You're quick to be upset at people around you for just modern day things. If you were in a good mood, most of those things would not affect you. If you want to go into this world and be happy and just spread love, you got to make sure you're waking up and repenting for the sins that you have you may have caused in your in in your slumber or the the night before. Make sure that you are repenting. It's the it's the one way that we could clear out our hearts and wake up anew, fresh, clear, walking into this day. I mean. I don't know. I think personality and the way you carry yourself to all God's children is the closest you can get to living Christ-like. How do you treat others? How do you regard others in public? Hmm. We're going to go over to verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears me say my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. It's a great way to tie up the end of the scripture. I mean, this is Christ speaking to us. Clean up your own house. You have to have a solid foundation for when you walk around this world. Every single time I go out into the day, I try to make sure I say a prayer to to at least be grounded in Christ as I walk around. You know, this morning my prayer was, God, if you hear me, can you be present in every room that I step into today? And I mean, <laughs> the day I had was beautiful. I was able to make it to church on time without, you know, I, I live 45 minutes from my church skateboarding. And it's about an hour and a half ride. I walk back home because most of it is all, <laughs> it's all uphill on my way back. So that kind of sucks. But, you know, I, I, I have fun. On my, I trip both ways. You know, I was enjoying myself. I was joyous. One of my best friends that I probably, he's one of my great friends here in Nashville. I probably see him maybe four times, five times out of the year. And usually it has to do with us fixing cars or something like that. And today we went out to a pull apart and... The radiator that we needed for his car was laying down, already taken out of the car. Well, I mean, the first one was, and we pulled it out, and it ended up being messed up. Typically, I know I'm going on a tangent, but typically when we go here, we end up having to take four or five trips to pull apart. And we pulled one radiator out, and he's like, oh, I just want to get one more part. I said, okay, so we found another van that, that had the headlight that we were looking for, and the radiator was laying down on the ground. I said, oh, look at it. This one's already pulled out. He's like, oh, check it. See if it's better than what we have. And when I checked the radiator that we had, it had a hole in it. (laughs) Now, 
I don't know about you, but I give credit to God everywhere it's due. And I feel like he saved us a trip, and I believe that part was like $50. We would have spent $50 on a part that wouldn't even have worked. But it was because we took a second moment to go back. And I feel like that was God's presence there trying to help us out in that situation because the fan we needed was on the ground and the radiator. And we had both of those parts already. But the two that we picked up were better than the ones we had before. And this car had extra parts that we could use that we didn't think about before. And that's just the beauty of God. You don't understand when he's in the room with you. When he's shining light on you and just giving you guidance on where you need to be. And I, don't, I, just, I just think that's a beautiful thing. But the, the real message of today is understand that loving people, loving those around you, getting people involved with Christ, all starts with us in our foundation, the way we present ourselves, the way our personality is spread throughout the room, the way we choose to walk around this earth. If you're walking around with the glow and everybody sees it, they're going to want to know what you got going on in your life. Is it your career? Is it your family? Is it your partner? Is it your marriage? Like, what is it? Why do you have this glow? And I hope in that moment you tell them that's the power of God. <laughs> that's the power of God, baby. He's just spreading this love in me and this fire that I just need to show and spread the rest of the world. I'm glad that you asked, though. And they might get a little discernment. They might want to step back a little bit. Like, oh, that's not for me. I really don't do religion. Let them know. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about Christ. It's the two different things. You don't need religion. You need Christ. That's it. He told us to follow him. I just hope that you can treat your enemies as kind as you treat your loved ones. For they need that moment as well. They need that moment of kindness. You don't know what they have been through that day. You're not perfect all days. And you're not perfect always. Everybody has our down days. And we just got to understand that you might have met somebody on theirs. Stranger or not. It might be a co-worker that you're constantly tired of dealing with. And they always try to rile you up and stuff like that. Understand that they got something brewing inside of them. And it might be out of your control. But the least you could do is spread kindness and love. That's, that's the bare minimum of, of today's message. Just go out into this world and spread kindness and love. People who are ashamed, those are the ones that Jesus is looking for. You know, the, the like we talked about last week's message, the harlots, the the... God's dirty children, the homeless, the people that are down and out on their luck. You know, let's take it back to, to scripture. I mean, the, the Israelites and the Gentiles. You know, the, the, the Israelites didn't understand why God wanted to get the Gentiles involved. For they're not like them. They didn't go through the same passages. They They wanted to... They wanted to attack the Israelites. And the Israelites were trying to figure out, like, okay, if we're going to get them involved, do they have to get circumcised like us? Do they have to go through the same passages? The Lord's like, no. Take them as they are. And I feel like that's a beautiful message and an understanding that we should all have. God took us for who we are. 
wouldn't you want somebody else to have the same exact grace that you were given when you first came to Christ? Before you were saved, before you were cleansed? He doesn't ask us to come to us, come to him, you know, already healed, already knowing scripture. He tells us, just come as you are. That's it. That's the message, come as you are. I hope this, this message reaches the people that it needs to today. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with being able to get this message out to the world. And you know we got to end it out with a prayer. So, I mean, everybody bow their heads. You know a prayer is coming. And I said it right. <laughs> I said it right in the beginning. So let's, let's hope I can, I can end this out the same type of strength. All right. <sighs> Father God, thou art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our trespasses, as we have also forgiven those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Don't forget to pray and repent for your sins. God will forgive you. Christ is on our side. I love you guys. Catch you again next week.